and these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. The Preface Club, the first podcast for Double Entendre, a podcast for film geeks. I'm your host, Isaac E., and I'm here with a few of my friends. Uh... Introduce yourselves one at a, one at a time. Well, first I'll go. With, I love Isaac E. That was cool. <laughs> uh, my name is Kyle Latina. Uh, this is JJ Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see it, but JJ has the greatest beard going right now. He would make. Let's see, hockey parents say Jose Burns. Would make, Burns, Brett yeah. Burns. He would be impressed by this beard going. Brett Burns would be a little bit like, all right, I want to have to not play <laughs> hockey for a little bit. Did uh, Brett Burns also shave his head, though, too? That's pretty interesting mix. It's probably back. <laughs> it's coming back. Leave it a little bit. Yeah. Of time. A little bit. Of time. <laughs> well, The Breakfast Club is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I think I put it in my top 100 movies. But um, mainly because there's so much stuff that happened. And... In the beginning of the movie, the the opening scenes uh, were was a really interesting introduction to the characters. So, uh, in the beginning, you're introduced to their, your main characters. I personally love how the beginning starts, especially the fact that Bender almost got ran over by a car. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how to. As the movie started, I didn't know the first time I watched it what I was getting into, but. I, I don't know how did everybody else think about that. Yeah, no, it was actually kind of cool with uh, the car scenarios because you kind of get to see the mother of uh, Brian yelling at him a little bit because that's his first like probably detection ever or anything he got in trouble with. Um, you see the dad of Andrew um, saying, "All right, well, everyone's done it. You just got to get out there and tough it out and wrestle next week." And then you're right with Bender almost getting ran over by a car, almost by um, who, what's her name again, uh, Allison's. Parents, yeah, parents yeah, yeah. that don't talk to her and just kind of like drop her off in the side of the room. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you, we're getting out of here. You know what, I just pull it back to even before they introduce the characters, it's the opening song and then it's the Bowie quote, and how cool is it that the quote shatters? Like, it gives you a minute yeah. to read it, and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of deep, and then it shatters, and you're looking at the typical American, you know, high school experience. Yeah, so... There's a lot of interesting, yeah, and there's a lot of interesting parts about the beginning that we'll get into later uh, in the fact portion of the movie. Um, little tidbits that people might be surprised about. Uh, I, I kind of felt bad for uh, just uh, I. I remember being in detention. I was in detention um, a couple times for being late to class. What were you in detention for, sir? What really were you in detention for? <laughs> Wait, what? No. Um, <laughs> skipping classes. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, yeah. I had. Um, what happened? Has there been a revelation ever since? I can never see you skipping classes nowadays. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know, just cutting loose and doing things in high school days and. <laughs> Ah, good old Lockport High School. Oh, Lockport. <laughs> do you know Do you know DeSales that's down there? Mm-hmm. Right by there? That's where I went uh, to school. I went there from kindergarten to second grade, and I got my first attention in kindergarten. 
because mm. me and a friend went to the bathroom for some reason kept flushing the toilet to yeah. see who would win. So we just kept flushing the urinals. Whoever, <laughs> whatever water came out first, that person won. Really? But needless to say, someone came in and like put us in timeout or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> back then. Timeout. That sounds like you're in like I mean, we, we had to get detention or whatever the next day, right? Yeah. So we, we got held out of... You get, you get held out of the... Uh, recess activities or whatever it is the next day. All right, on your way to Bender. <laughs> exactly, right? It started really young. Yeah. <laughs> Where you, uh, any of you, did any of you know a Bender in high school? This, oh, yeah. This type oh, yeah. of person. Oh, yeah. Stop yeah. living free and easy by their own rules. Yeah. Um, he was very good at getting under people's skin in this movie. Oh, um, very much. He was probably um, a maestro at it. Um, and he happened to actually be the oldest oldest person um, in of the of the five of the he, actors. Yeah. You mean? yeah, he was in his mid twenties. Yep. actually. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely the start of teenagers that don't look like teenagers. Yeah, and then also like with this whole thing, a thousand word essay. That's ridiculous. Like. Who's going to write a thousand word essay yeah. on a Saturday? Also, though, I mean, what? it's a nine yeah. hour detention. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Really? Come on. A whatsoever. nine hour detention. Yeah. I've never heard of that in my life. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. You have oh to write a God. thousand words in nine hours. I feel like you could do that if you were going to do it in like an hour. So what are you going to do with the other seven like, or eight what hours? What kind of detention? It's like, oh, you got to write a full essay of this many words. I'm like, all right, I'm out there in like one hour. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you're out there for nine hours. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm like, uh, of who you think you should be. Like, uh, sick, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> now that, on the other hand, I'm going to be pulling stunts they did in this movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the... the, 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 the sneak out a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have that opening act. In the, in the open act, when they come in, they got to do the essay, and then the first confrontation between Bender and Vernon, the Barry Manilow joke makes me laugh every time I hear it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, which is funny, because... I took an Uber downtown to go to the show, and one of the first songs that I heard was an Isley song. So I'm like, it's oh, yeah? right around the same area. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I'm doing this later tonight. I'm like, this is referencing pretty well right now. <laughs> um, I do like, isn't that the first first uh, altercation is also when he goes, uh, fight with the bull, you get the horns? He was saying, it's like, oh, yeah, Barry Manilow, you, you can hear answer to that next week's Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where yeah. he goes with the, exactly. Yeah, I think the boat, the horns one was the second one. No, that was or, the same, that was the same interaction. Same? You mess with the yeah. boat, you get the horns. Oh, yeah, that was him referencing, you'll get the answer next week's Saturday. <laughs> next week's about, the, about the question about Barry Manilow. That's where <laughs> it was from? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so the, the obviously he leaves, so that was the end of Act 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into Act 2, the qu- the question that is that I'm going to lay out for everyone, which character in the movie most relates to you and why? Relating back to your high school days. Um, I'll start. Personally, I had a tough time figuring out which character related to me because this movie is difficult because there's only like eight people that are actually in the movie and we oh, have yeah. like five main characters <laughs> i personally think i take a little bit of all five of them um but if forced to say which one i am um i don't know i'm i'm leaning to say that i'm maybe i'm andy maybe, i don't know 
me, me personally, I think you're between Brian and Andy. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah. Brian and Andy is what I feel for you. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? What do you think? Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny too, right? You feel like after, as the character development goes on, you start to relate. Oh, I can be that. Or I can be that. Yeah. Oh, that kind of relates to me. Um, I don't know. I think for me, definitely, I think it's weird. And I, don't, I mean, I hate to admit it, right? Because I, I want to be Emilio Estevez in this movie and just be the athlete. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'm more of a Brian, but I think I maybe have a little bit of athlete. But I also think I have a lot of the basket case with Alan too. I feel like, I feel like I'm a mix of Brian and Allison. Would be my pick. Yeah, and myself, you so know, pick. and the reason why I said I think I'm a little bit of both is that I think yeah. this movie allows you to, you know, you know, develop the, the, yeah. the what you're. And it's, no, it's, yeah, yeah. Like, you're and already that, like hitting the nail. Oh, the you're one percent. Right yeah, that's the only thing that you're ruining the end of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my at least my thought on it. Um, Agreed. Yeah, okay. uh, it's funny that you just said that because I was basically going to say I'm not as weird as Allison, but I'm definitely, if I had to pick, it would be between Brian and Allison. Funny, <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, back in the day, you guys didn't really know me in high school, but I, I skipped a class. It might have been art class once. Like. Hmm. I definitely goofed off, so that's kind of where I get that Allison vibe a little bit, but I definitely also always did my homework. I didn't ask if there were assignments at the end of the class, though. I wasn't that guy. <laughs> but uh, I definitely think I relate a little bit more toward that Brian and Allison mix. Which totally stole my answer. Sorry. <laughs> so well, now that you bring up homework, I like, was it awful at it? So maybe it wouldn't be Brian and more Allison. Well, so that's, that's the whole point. Is I just, But he's just really nice, and... Uh, empathetic and tries to break stuff up, and that's why I'm like, hmm, that's yeah. why I'm that. But as far as his grades go, no, I would have been, uh, could have been easily Bender or Allison as far as yeah. grades go. Yeah, 60 40 there, 60 40. No, yeah, yeah, you're definitely more towards the Oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> me, on the other hand, I feel yeah. like I'm, it's hard for me to per se myself as either one of any of them. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm a very good mixture of all them all because you know I was a nerd but at the same time I was best case but I also played my sports I also did criminal activities crimes <laughs> so like I was quite a mix of all of them in yeah. the in the movie what part so, of you was Claire? what's that? what part of you was Claire? actually that's one part I don't think I was I wasn't really a Princess, right? We haven't heard okay. any. No, nobody picked Claire. No, no, I really wasn't. Like, but also, Tony, it's very hard actually, 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 so if there was a part of me that was Claire, it was because the fact that I had my older brother and older sister that had like a status in the school that, like, you know, you don't mess with this person in that way. So I guess I could be that. So in effect, because of that, people I, knew you exactly. So you I could be all of the characters at the same time. Which is why I've never been able to actually identify with any significant character by themselves at any given time. Which makes sense. I feel like also people who like kind of act like Claire's also don't see it and they don't want to admit Correct. that they kind yes. of. So it's which it took to me a second to realize, yeah. you know, I'm like, wait a second, actually I could be. Maybe yeah. I am a Claire. Maybe I am. But. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I knew there were. There were the, that, that type of person in high school, the Claire was in the person that I'd actually spend a lot of time around anyway, so um, I, 
mean, I think every high school has a Claire oh. or multiple Claire's. Um, she she was a very interesting person, especially trying to get out of detention. That her father trying to get her father to get out of detention. Oh, you're right. Oh, I so don't that, like. Yeah, yeah I, I don't hear, belong here. But I don't think I belong here. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like yeah. I would have laughed in that girl's here? face if that Yeah. 
Yeah. But whenever, whenever I think about this movie and I think about like how it works, like there's no way in hell this would ever work the same way it would this day. I don't care about the backgrounds of people being about how they got in detention, but worthwhile detention itself. Like our society this day will not this format does not work. <laughs> or the principal, or how they allow things, or a nine hours on Saturday? No, exactly. come on. Yeah. Like, like, what kills me about this movie is it could have been ruined entirely if he had the forethought of the principal to like just sit in the room, but he chose not to. Well, so they all left to their own devices. Oh, very true. Oh, and then better yeah. take the screws out of the doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can't see it. So instead of him just sitting in there with paperwork. Singular. Yeah. Oh, it's just one. Yeah. Oh. The door stopper. <laughs> that's how disconnected he is. Yep. I guess that's the whole point. Well, because yeah. he's a person, well, something we see in our own society these days is he's a person that is seeing himself in a certain location where it's more of a stopgap where he's just kind of feeling himself out until he finds out a new opportunity in a new location for a better opportunity to succeed in life rather than do what he's supposed to do here. Like, he's like, oh, I'm supposed to be this oh, macho-chacho guy that, like, you know, it, yeah. Give, yeah. give these guys, you know, yeah, and he did proper life. Uh, went And then mm-hmm. in that scene at, with Carl towards the end where he was just like, yeah. um, these kids don't relate to me or you know, they, they, exactly. don't respect, they don't respect. They don't respect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, that's the point. Like that's that's kind of what it is. They, like he realizes, like this is not for me for that point. It's for me to like just jump forward into something else. Which mm-hmm. was basically what Carl was saying. Like you didn't get into this for the right reasons. That's why you're miserable. That's why you hate your yeah. life. That's why you don't like these kids. You can't connect to them. You were in it for the perks of having summers off or something. Is what he said, I think. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's. He's just bitter that his life is, he's not young anymore. He doesn't have the hope and the opportunity of the future. He's just seeing basically all these kids with their lives ahead of them. And he's middle-aged and basically babysitting for eight hours on a Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Because that's the position um, he's currently in until he gets a point to, you know, further his career. That's right. his, currently, that's his career is to babysit on Saturdays. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He didn't realize um, what he signed up for. Yep. All right, uh, we'll continue on in a, in a few seconds. We're just going to take a short break, and we will be right back. People lie. Numbers don't. That is our motto. On GameDayCube.com, we attempt to answer some of the more lingering questions of the past and present day by using what we know is true, and that's stats. You can find out information about whether Anthony Davis is worth trading for or find out information on regards to was Michael Jordan better than Kobe Bryant? Let's break down the numbers. Let's find out. That's what GameDayCube.com is about. Now, the Game Day Cube Sports Experience Podcast, we do picks before every weekend uh, in regards to football, basketball, and all other sports that are worth um, gambling on. We don't actually gamble on games ourselves. We do it for fun, but we do our picks before each week and see how we do. Against the number or straight up, it varies depending on the time of season. And during the week, we have a weekly podcast where we talk sports, things that are happening uh, currently in the sporting world, and that includes the big four sports, NFL, MLB, NHL, and the uh, 
soccer as well, all the European soccer, MLS, and all those things as well we talk about on the Game Day Q Sports Experience podcast, which you can find in any outlet that you listen to podcasts. You can also find links to uh, the podcast on the website gamedayq.com. I think that's all I have for you. So now it's time to get back to the show. All right, we're back. Uh, we'll go right back into the movie where the big confrontation between Bender and uh, Vernon happens, which is part funny, part not funny, part a little scary, a little over the top, uh, especially the the issues with... Um, I don't know authority. Do you did you feel that Vernon went a little too far uh, uh, in, every, in his chastising every of Bender? Sense of the definition of overstepping. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, he was definitely poked at and prodded at by Bender, though. Sure, his, but he's yeah. a grown adult, and Bender is not supposed to be in his mid twenties. He's supposed to be a teenager <laughs> who, uh, you know, is clearly troubled. And rather than him doing his job as you know a principal, he's being authoritative and being demanding, and it's one thing to demand respect as an elder, you know, when you're teaching these kids and holding them to be adults, but he obviously feels threatened by Bender because Bender pushes his buttons, and rather than being thrown, you know, he turns around and he absolutely flips a switch in his mind and goes off the rails and tells him it's going to be nothing. Like, that's beyond inappropriate. And you can see it when he walks out of the room, when he walks out of that library, he takes a breath, and you you can see that he's like, well, that was too much. Well, you know why he took that breath, though? Because Bender yells out, fuck you. Yeah. 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 Which I was surprised that he didn't go back in, but I don't know what else. I know, I was very surprised, right? You want to defend. And it's not um, unexpected whatsoever. Yeah. Because, like, if you look at it from any perspective, you're like, yeah, you're going to react. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You tell someone they're going to be nothing, though. At that age, at such a formative time in someone's life, it's no wonders you know Bender flies off the handle at him. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. uh, and and uh, it, well, after that happens, and he, you know, they clear the room. They kind of we kind of get into what the tension really is about, which is total nothing and almost you'd rather <laughs> be any place in the world but the tension. Uh, the famous Allison snow picture <laughs> that was apparently parmesan cheese by the way yep. oh the day yes, it was. interesting yeah. very effective <laughs> actually dandruff definitely looks gross when you're yeah watching. very yeah. little freaked out that's how brian's sweatshirts it set out it's bugged me every time i've seen this oh it is i don't think i've ever noticed it that. that that's meant to look that way but <laughs> if it cuts back to him you'll see that this it's inside oh <laughs> my gosh the thread yeah you see the seams <laughs> uh, they, yeah, this is where they're all falling asleep. Yeah, and, uh, yeah they fall asleep, yeah. They all fall asleep because you let them in there by themselves for a long time, walk yeah. back in. I would have to say it probably was like an hour or so because yeah. this goes right into lunch. And uh, and this goes into to, the, uh, oh, well, I'm really thirsty and yeah. she wants milk, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to actually go and grab milk from That's it? true. I've seen her dehydrated. It's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, that's the first thing in the whole movie where you get them pulled out of uh, their, uh, the kind environment of separate that they started. Yeah, kind yeah. of separate them out yeah. to get a little bit different perspective. Yeah, because you have uh, Ellie uh, Sheedy actually having a conversation with uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, yeah, there's. I know, right? Yeah, and the 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 funny thing about that scene is that um, that character that um, Ali Sheedy played did not speak a word for the first half an hour of the movie. I know she's somebody. She's the fewest spoken words. Yeah, correct. Whatever she does say something, it's profound. I mean, I mean, we'll go into who I thought was the best performance in the movie, but a little hint, hint. um, I think that was very (laughs) difficult to method act without speaking for 30 minutes. Um, The the thing was is that as it went along, there was more correlation between the characters. Not necessarily good, because they ended up fighting with each other again. Quite a bit. Kind of (laughs) expected. No matter what perspective you came from at the beginning, you're like, yeah, this is not going to be good in conversation <laughs> yeah. aspect. Yeah. Right? So it's funny, because Bender pushes their buttons and tries to get a reaction out of them, and then when they do react, they just harp right on it. Yeah. Basically, right? So, right. I think one of the first things he ever asks Claire after, after, after the bathroom scene, or when they break up, he asks Claire if she's a virgin. You know what I mean? Oh. That's like one of the biggest things yeah. that people like, ever talk about or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Out of all these yeah. characters that are sitting in this room, because they don't... She did? I, it is not, uh, apart from Bender and Vernon, I'm talking about like the student-on-student interactions. Yeah. She just gets... That was Brian. Ah, uh, well, um, It could be Brian, maybe verbally. It could be... I'm uh, just the questions sorry. that they yeah. ask her are yeah. so far and away personal and inappropriate in a way that yeah. just, it's all sex, it's all like... Cause of that, course, from that all, aspect, yes. That's I all agree. she is to yeah. them. She's okay. the pretty princess, she's the, you know... I'm the girl that everybody wants, kind of thing. Like when she gets high, she yeah. goes, "I'm so popular. Yeah. Everyone loves me." But that's what they think of her. They like it's such a, a lower and debased version of, of who she is as a person, and she doesn't even know how to defend herself in this situation. But that's the reason why I think it's more bright because he's the one that's just like he's like, "I'm going through school, just trying to you know do good and everything." Like he's not trying to be anyone. Right. She's trying to be someone, so she should have an aspect of being who she is and who she's considered to be with these questions she gets. You know what I mean? I don't know, because, I mean, I'm the only female perspective here. No, I don't It's good. You know, we're... Well, for... Where, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, for... Uh, in regards to but, Claire, uh, because uh, Allison wasn't speaking the first half an hour, she was basically the only girl in there. No, no, she <laughs> was. Which, yeah, I, uh, I understand. Because people were afraid to talk to Allison. But yeah, well, understandably so. Right, yeah. Like, does she even go here? How oh, she would shriek uh, and just like, yeah. I know, right? I think it was her first noise. Of, like, her first noise was the shriek and put her that, head down right to the table. And that was right after that Claire was asked that question. They kept badgering her, too. And then she yep. made a noise right in the middle of Claire's answer. It was a squeak. Yeah, it was yeah. a squeak of some sort. Yeah. Just like, head like, down. Shut head up! screaming, <laughs> shut up. Um, that actually brings uh, 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 to, to a good point where we can kind of break out from the movie a, a, a tad bit. And a portion of, of the movie, were, of this podcast, where I like to say, what would not work today? Oh, and there's so many things <laughs> in this movie. Actually, a lot of this whole scene about where tension is, yeah. questions that are asked, yeah. you know, what, like being a principal and, or whatever he says he is and asking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to write an essay. Like, mm-hmm. No, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I have a, a, a long list of things yeah, that there's, not there's, work a, today. there's quite a few things, but I'm those are the main. Also uncertain if this movie would even be made today. No, no, not I at all. Not, not at all. Yeah. Where's the uh, electronics? 
Because I said everything today. Yeah. 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 And usually in the movies today, it's all about boom and blowing up stuff. And this movie has so much dialogue in it. Well, there's no Michael Bay. There's no Michael Bay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But a couple things that made no sense to me that definitely would not work today. The... How did they? How did they were able to get out of the library at the end? We have a broken glass door. Wait, that's too soon. Oh. We haven't got to the. Would it, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, but that would work though. What would not have worked today? I know. I know. The, the the conversation pieces between. Well, same thing with obviously. What's well, a movie without a few holes in it, though? You know. <laughs> well, this movie. It's well, that's how just how it aged, though, right? Yeah. So, which is really cool because then obviously someone would my age kind of gets to maybe see how it was back in the day i'm the youngest here what age i'm saying that <laughs> you know i'm the youngest here at 24 so oh wow so wait this movie was uh um, <laughs> wait when was the movie made before 19? you actually were born i'm pretty sure like 10 years before i was born wow yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. um that's okay so, so, so it's good to have those perspectives, well, yeah yeah it's, so it's, it's weird to see that you know maybe they actually brought someone in i'm not saying nine hours on a saturday maybe they brought him in on a saturday for a couple hours for detention right take away the external activities that they could do outside of school yeah um that would never happen i mean that wouldn't happen today and that didn't happen when i was growing up but you never know right it's cool to see from my perspective i wonder if they still do saturday attention they do i'm sure they do no i definitely have never seen i've done after school detention i've done in school detention i've I've done done suspension i've done all that type of stuff so i haven't and you guys uh, other, other than detention like suspension for your school anyone else here Huh? Raise your hand. Suspension. Suspension or anything like outside of detention for your school. Raise your hand. I've never gotten that. I've never got suspended. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so, just, just to let vendor. you know exactly yeah. <laughs> how mine happened was is that I had study hall and I tried to go to the uh, computer lab to finish a project I had. Someone what a rebel. Someone already took the pass. Teacher is like, nope, someone already took the pass. You can't go. I'm like, so what do I get if I go anyway and don't have a pass? Oh, you get detention. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'll take a detention. I'll go to the computer lab. Yeah. Went to the computer lab, finished my project, handed in the next period. Next period after that, got called down to the principal's office and got suspended for four days. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Maybe it's because you asked. Just saying. What? Don't ask, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that does bring up a good point of uh, passes, though. Like letting people in and out and all that. Um, that oh, there's no, there's it, no level of, I guess, well, plan for this attention. It wasn't the the pass thing. I remember high school didn't even really became a thing until the '90s. You kind of, I mean, you were asked to leave and you would go. Yeah. But in the '90s, it was you had to have a, a hall pass or something. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There would be hall monitors checking you. It's like, where's your hall pass? Oh. And if you weren't friends with the hall monitors, you were getting uh, detention every yeah, single you're time. Yeah, you were going to get... So, yeah. I was lucky enough where a lot of the hall monitors liked me and were just like, just, just go to the bathroom or what something like that. They you guys go to? I never had Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have the and they're all nice. Yeah. They're all and nice. Actually, sometimes some of the hall monitors were like students, just with their extra time or something. It was super weird. Oh, never yeah. happened. Like, all never happened. Mine were like sixty-year-old, like retired, like parents of kids that are just like that's. Yeah. That's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, bunch moms. Like, like you know, well, they just wanted to still have a um, 
you know. Yeah, just something, something to do, right? Something outside, talk yeah. to people every day. Yeah, like right. nothing yeah. wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, a lot of them were really, really nice ladies mm-hmm. and really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. My high school was just very trusting, apparently. Just <laughs> how, how big was your high school? Like how many kids? Graduated class. Uh, if I get it wrong, someone's going to call me on it. But I want to say it was like 300? Oh, small, right? No, that's no, that's huge. Is it? Graduating yeah. class? Oh, graduating class? Mine was Not like three fifty. Like my my graduating class was like three fifty. Where did you go? I went to my, my graduating North. class was oh. under two hundred. I well, really? Yeah. Mine. And we I were, thought mine was big. We were I like five hundred. What? In your graduating class? Yeah. Where'd you go? Blackboard. Oh, that's school. true. That's right. You already mentioned that. But yeah, this is all yeah. crazy talk. Wow. My school combined, you know. Three different areas. Well, yeah, yours is a little country. different. I was gonna say I, yours is kind of. So there's no other high schools around there. Us. Yeah, like for mine with well, the, the Williamsville. I was gonna say yeah. with the Williamsville, we split up into three. But I'd say we yeah, combine one, it'd be just as big. Yeah. South yeah. and east, north, yeah. south and east. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have Star so, Point, but yeah. that's usually people that are further out of. Black so would you call Williamsville West right. Buffalo? <laughs> Going downtown, which we never did in high school either. See, the thing about this movie is that. This school is huge. Like we're talking, like I that's true. If you're like, right, they that, are running I know around. No, yeah. they are just this the library. That library, library, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that looks like something from my college. That doesn't look. Yeah, like, actually, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that doesn't look. And where's like the diversity? Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but yeah, yeah. No, uh, we're not done with what will not work today. We'll we'll, we'll come back yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So in, in, yeah. in the movie, there there's a, that scene where, as as uh, Bender continues to pick on Claire, uh, Andrew decides he's going to defend her. Uh, Bender actually pulls a, a switchblade out on yes. him. Yes. And this apparently was actually Bender's real switchblade in real life. Oh, uh, well, oh interesting. That was Judd Nelson's real Judd Nelson's real switchblade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. That, so right Which, before... Switchblades are illegal, so were they in the eighties? Depending on when this was filmed, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. So yeah. right before, oh, no, that, no, no, it's, oh. if it's a um, ejected switchblade, oh, yeah, no, this was a butterfly looking. Oh, yeah, butterfly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. butterfly. It was butterfly. It's different. Because he, he definitely yeah. he was, you know, showing force. He definitely but, pulled it out. And... So before he was able to get the switchblade out, though, he obviously was antagonizing Andrew a lot. And Andrew said the line of two hits, me hitting you, you hitting the ground, <laughs> the ground, yeah. right?" And yeah. then yeah. also, he also ended up wrestling Bender to the ground, right? Where right. they end up um, doing like a move where they almost like could have pinned him type of thing, where right. he's just holding him back. He's like trying to like let Bender know that. You know, you do mess with me. He's uh, he's had some technique. And Bender's only response was like about gay comments. That's <laughs> yeah, all, that's all yeah, he had. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like yeah. thinking about like looking at a movie back then. It's just like really like that's what they had back then, and that's still the wall they have this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same comment. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later. Um. So after that, the they finally are allowed to have lunch, or and prepared to have lunch, and then. We finally get Allison to speak as Andrew and and Allison are picked to get drinks for the group. Yes. And I love this scene because we finally get Allison to speak and Allison has no problem calling Andrew out on his BS right from the right from the start, which I don't think Andrew had anybody talk to him that way before. And um Yeah, where where she goes like why are you in here and he he kind of just says 
he did some stuff for yeah. what uh and she just kept going and go and kept asking mm-hmm. me asking me he goes fine it's because uh I don't know I, my dad said in coach I have to be a winner it was like his response or something like that so it was cool to finally see like a little bit of it and it's just just beginning of people trying to figure out why they want to uh why they got in there and whatnot yeah yeah um well she's got the best opening line her spoken line is vodka yeah right vodka, <laughs> vodka. vodka. <laughs> you What's drink vodka? All the time. Well, the first spoken line of the movie is Princess would be like, Do I have to? Oh, yeah. 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 But with, uh, yeah, with. I heard her spoken oh line. Oh my though. god. Vodka? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Vodka. <laughs> and then her with him, uh, with Andrew talking about, you know, why they're in there as they're going to get milk. It's like, oh yeah, I drink vodka all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what? But they don't yeah. know her, and she's invisible, and she's ignored by everybody. So she's just she trying to do it. To, yeah, she, yeah, exactly. she doesn't really want to. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Yep. that's her just basically saying, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to just say whatever the hell comes to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as they're, as they're getting the drinks, uh, there's the scene with Brian and uh, Claire and Bender, where Brian is embarrassed. To have Claire know that he was a virgin, so which is understandable. Yeah, <laughs> being back in high school, like that's a huge embarrassment. Yeah, but yeah. Un, like it's an embarrassment, but it really isn't at yeah. the same time. It's like a social embarrassment, but a personal. It's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Yeah, and he clearly had you know there was a, a scene earlier in the movie where. He was staring at her, so he definitely liked her. So he uh, definitely yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was. Really was more, <laughs> more. We really want to get into that. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. But <laughs> well, he, does, he definitely goes to uh, real science after this. So. <laughs> so it was cool though in that scene that uh, Claire says back to him, "I don't really appreciate how you're talking to me, or mm-hmm. why you said that, Brian." But I ne- she never really said that to Bender for all the comments that she kind of made. Yeah, and well, that's she what. Shut up. She had a couple but, but she was down a lot nicer too. It, it felt like she enjoyed how he was talking yeah, to her I for agree. a while. And then if you see how the movie ends, you're like, hmm. Uh, I mean, I think she wasn't used to someone speaking to her that way. And I think she'd have a lot more bravado, a lot more physicality about him. And then there's meek little Brian. I feel like she maybe was in a position where she thought, oh, I can actually speak to him. With a little more authority. That's not where I see it. I, I don't know if I see it JJ's way, but I, I see it as like you talk to certain people in certain ways. Just how you just just by right, looking this at goes by class, yeah. this goes by exactly. whatever. Yeah, like yeah. She That's thinks she has more authority over him. And then she, yeah, then she does over And there's Jeff Nelson's character yeah. who is just so far off base that she's not prepared to how he speaks to her. And I I think that's where she gets caught off guard. A little bit, but she accepts it. And even it's so though extreme. It's, it's so, but it's, it's the extreme things that he says to her. Whereas he was low key, just trying to be like, "Yeah, no, like it's her." Shush, like that's who I've, I've been with. Don't worry about it. And that's when Judd likes to stir the pot. You know, mm. it, it's funny because if you think about it, like how he talks to her is something that a lot of people would think like that is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then she still. Her. No, 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 we're talking about Bender to Claire. Yeah, Bender, okay. Bender yeah. to Claire. Yeah. But in the end, 
she loves it, and then you see how the movie ends. You're like, wait, yeah. wait, how does that? At the end of the day, but you're saying that's acceptable way of behavior. No, he never did at the it same right. Time. He didn't play by the rules. Or well, by he the didn't rules. do it right, but it was still acceptable. Is what you're saying? No. Then you say don't. No, it's not acceptable That's a a what does not work today. Correct, exactly. Yeah, like like how that whole thing went um, down is just not acceptable, and like so, how way some people think. I'm not saying how you think if that's way. I'm just like yeah. how some people think things happen certain places. <laughs> it's like that's an acceptable way to respond. <laughs> we yeah, respond yeah. and to deal with certain people like like. I say those things and they respond that way, so I think it's acceptable. Yeah, it's yep. not acceptable <laughs> at all. And yeah. and we can go as far back in the movies to the forties, fifties. Oh yeah, Streetcar Named Desire came to came to mind. There's a lot. And There's a lot. It, it, the oh, a, a man can talk to a woman any way he wants, and the woman finds her a, him attractive, and then it's the same stereotype of these right. movies that, which is. Terrible about the, the one part. One of the terrible parts about the movie. There's obviously it's a great movie, but the fact that they relied on that same. Oh, this is how this relationship's going to happen, and I don't know if it actually would have happened that way. Correct. It definitely would not, not work a today. Dynamic there. No, no, not at all. No, uh, so, no, no. So talk about non-healthy dynamic. And the scene that just came out right now. Uh, Bender's talking about Brian's um, family uh, at home, and then yeah. he goes into his own family at home too. That yeah. those are two big scenes right there. Well, the oh, it, yeah. and the funny thing about not funny, but um, the interesting thing about that is that I rewatch. I started rewatching uh, the show Community. Yeah, and the first episode of the show Community, uh, Daniel Pudi actually does the whole um, bender about talking about his dad. Really? Be like, oh, smoking shoddy, like the whole thing. He yeah. does the oh, whole really? thing in the episode as reference, and it happened like the week after. John Hughes passed away. Oh, wow. So it was in a pure reference to the show and everything yeah. about how everything was. And it kind of worked well because Daniel Putty's character going through the show of Community over the time was very much into pop culture, which Hughes was very big about at yeah. the time. So, yeah, I, yeah, I. The, the the whole scene uh, with Bender showing his arm getting burnt. Oh, the uh, scar. Yeah. This the movie scar. plays a lot into some major topics, uh, including in this in this part child or child abuse, uh, which I think sometimes the movie the topics that it, that it reached kind of get over glossed over because people sure. like the nostalgia part about it, but they sure. really go in. And I don't think I remember anybody in high school that had suffered, you know, like that. Or, you don't know. But you wouldn't know either. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, know. I do know retrospectively that a lot of people that I went to school with had those issues through mm -hmm. their home life. Yeah. And it's something that you don't see or don't know for years on end. Mm -hmm. And it, it's sad. And it's, I'm not saying that it's, you know... I found out years after, and they're okay. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't accept the fact that it happened. Yeah, and oh, and Andrew did say, "How was I supposed to know?" He lies about everything. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I mean, it does make sense. Like, how is Andrew supposed yeah. to know? He tries to push his buttons one time, and Bender's been pushing everyone's buttons all day. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Jesus. 
there's so much to say this profound. You it you start off with everybody having their own lunches and it's literally this depiction of what their whole life is and there's better without a lunch, which yeah. is a red flag right Oh there. yeah. I did it's, and, yeah. and he's over. sitting, he's just watching, look at all these things that, you know, mm-hmm. their parents have lovingly put in for them. And yeah. of course then there's Andrew's character who has this massive oh, this food. Yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. colossal food, which is funny, but then it's also ties back into his dad because his family has made him this lunch, either it was the mother or the father, and it's all about wrestling. He's trying to lose weight. You it's know? about like, hey, this is what you need because you right. need it's this to succeed what we winning. want you to succeed. And in. then there's Brian's seemingly picture perfect, well balanced meal. Oh, that's me. And then there's and Claire's uh, she sushi. 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 sushi, which is like <laughs> high class. <laughs> yeah. She's so high class. Seemingly perfect and like upper class. And, and, and then you have Elsa throwing the chips into her sandwich and everything. And with the, the sugar. Just yeah, the with the sugar and everything. Yeah. Like, just because that's what she wanted because she has no regulation where yeah. she comes from. Because no, everybody right. ignores her. Nobody exactly. Her. No one cares. So, and then there's and then there's Thunder without a lunch. And it just, I think it wears on him. He sees what Brian has. He sits there. He, he pokes around with him a little bit. And uh, that's when Andrew kicks in. He's like, leave him alone. Yeah. And, you know, he just, that, he loses it. He's like, you guys don't even get it. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. And he starts off. Yeah. And they all feel bad about it because they really don't. And that's one of these first situations where those layers are peeled back and you start to see that, oh, we all have, you know, some shit. We all have these different right. levels. And that's, and that's one of the best characters. things about this movie overall is that a lot of people take it as, you know, you got a lot of fun stuff in it. You got a lot of interesting stuff in it. But when you peel it down, you see a lot of different like, holy crap, like, that's me or my brother or my friend or my cousin. Like, you see a lot of references that you can deal with and understand, which maybe help you level with the friends and people surrounding you that what they deal with to help them better deal with what they do go through, which is a good thing, actually, in the end. Hmm. Maybe the perspective that... Uh, Hughes puts through it is maybe not the best in certain areas, but at the same time, well, it helps you. The real deal world with is it. rough. The real world is raw. It, it is unforgiving, it and is. that's the point. Everybody's got their stuff, and that's where it all starts with Claire too. They start picking on her because the second she starts talking about whether or not she's going to go to the party, it's because her parents are fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. And they make her pick sides and pick yeah. favorites, and they they use her as a pawn in their you know their mm-hmm. arguments. Yeah. What does she say? Where's she going to go in the first place? She's going to spend. She's not going with her mom in the... Uh, in the divorce. In, and she's going with her brother. She's going yeah. with her brother, not with her parents. Like, right. her mom's, like, in the Dominican or something like that. She's like, no, I'm going to deal with my brother. Like, yeah. he's in, this, in the fa- in the same way. I feel like like he's dealing with this the same way I am, so it's not like a... Right. It, it's funny yeah. the way that happens. But... Uh, like, I'm not dealing with it in a bad situation. It's like, I'm dealing with it someone else who has dealing it with the same way I am. Yeah. Without a click, without a group to call his name, just walking around showing everybody how ridiculous their groups are. Yeah. There's no point. I, uh, after the lunch scene, I, the, I was very confused on how the heck they escaped the library in the first place. And why was, maybe there was a drop scene of why they decided to go to Bender's locker for pot. I don't know why that You know, happened. I'm still confused about this. <laughs> like, I've watched yeah. the movie three times it makes the past week now, and yeah. that whole sequence does not make sense to me. No, I feel like it um, definitely was maybe a drop scene. 
there were a lot of scenes that were dropped from the movie, and we'll get towards that. We'll Which get to I, that. I, I didn't know about. Um, I just don't know, if, like, if that took into effect with what right. we're referencing. Um, also, uh, what would not work today is um, Bender's uh, joke as he was playing basketball. Um, he definitely was hitting on a stereotype of people that play basketball, which definitely yeah, right. was funny, I, but, I laugh, but gets worse it's the older still, it gets. Yeah. 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 So so this is also where you see what would not work to, how big that high school is, apparently. They're just running, <laughs> They're running around forever. forever. For a couple minutes yeah. or so. Oh, wait. It's, and it's also crazy. And yeah. it also wouldn't work, because you look at where the foul line is compared to the wall. It's just unsafe. <laughs> I do like in the, in the basketball scene that they... Sometimes when you watch movies, they forget to change the clocks. The clock was at the right time of the actual time of day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, like things like that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, little oddities that they didn't um, really change. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, with the basketball, though, I will say. No, he, he, he didn't play. <laughs> but he would never join the team because no, he would, that would be beneath yeah, him. Because why would you <laughs> assign yourself to a... That's right. It's beneath class. his character. Yes. yes. But not beneath his ability. Right, right. If he was a different person in high school. And we actually, I was saying, you missed the part where he was talking about clubs, I think, right? And he was talking about Brian, how Brian's part of the oh, players' yeah. club. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, players yeah. part of the... Players part of the all social the life. Yeah. And then Brian's being club. like, I'm not part of this. And he goes like, well, Brian's part of this. Is that not social enough exactly. for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. We skipped, yeah, I so, totally forgot about that scene too. Mm -hmm. But that definitely brings to light some of their character development and the roles that they're playing and all that as well. Just hitting the stereotypes on the head, kind of. Is this a scene where he gets like fifteen? Yeah, this is the scene where he gets fifteen. No, where attention. No, this is where he's going to bring him to the closet. Another scene that would not. This is where he's telling him you're nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is where he's saying you're nothing, and you're. Oh yeah, this would all this. All this is going to go away. This wouldn't work because it wouldn't work in real life. There's no way. I mean, he grabbed him by the arm. Yeah. Uh. It just, but Bender sho shoving all that stuff over would also not work. I mean, you're shoving over like a I don't know. Somebody would probably yeah. do you that. You think so? Shoving over a couple yeah. of the computers and all that stuff. What's the, what's the level you hit before you start having to be like, you know, I have to restrain this person from being a detriment to themselves? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but yeah, not you're, this, you're not locking somebody <laughs> this, in a yeah, closet. This is this not is <laughs> so. This is a crazy scene with, with <laughs> Vernon and Bender here. He's physically well, threatening him. Yes. He's, actually yeah. trying to get him to hit him. hit him back just so he could have the excuse, which is what you were talking about, JJ, to, to hit him. Yeah. And uh, then he locks him in a closet and isolates him. There's so many things about this that just aren't right, which just further proves his inability to be a proper principal. Yeah, I was... It's a little, little, little too much, a little over the top. But, and I was thinking, would did, was that behavior acceptable in the eighties? Yeah, I do I'm, remember I was in first grade, the and 80s. Right, what Porky's? Huh? Yeah. Just eighties one. Porky's. Porky's. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went on there that well, definitely wasn't acceptable. But exactly. Um, I remember being in first grade, and my first grade teacher was the nicest thing ever. Uh, Miss Harris was awesome. But 
I was just in case you're listening, Miss Harris. (laughs) I was completely and utterly afraid of the the class next door because all you could hear was screaming every single day, and there would always be a different alternation of three or four students with their desk sitting outside of the hallway of the first grade class. I'm not going to name the teacher, but <laughs> I was like, is that normal? Like, like you just exile yeah. students for the so, day? So I don't know. Maybe people talked, maybe teachers talked to their students in this way back in the day, but um, locking them in the closet seemed to be a little bit over Too the top. Well, well, for us, for me back in school, it was always like, you're a bad kid. You know what? You carry your desk into the hallway and you sit out there until you know what you did. That's how it was all the time, which actually worked for a lot of kids for the most part because they weren't the repeat people. Except for was my brother and his buddy Chris. (laughs) They were the worst two kids ever. So they were actually told they were not allowed to be in the same class for... After fourth grade, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, for that um, reason. So, well, we're going to take another break, and then we will get into uh, the end of the movie, and then um, who we thought was best actor and actress, and uh, some movie facts and theories. TycoonVista.com is a resource for young entrepreneurs to hear from other entrepreneurs about some of their successes, failures, challenges, and pitfalls. The podcast, Tycoon Vista Podcast, is a one-on-one conversation between me, Isaac E., and other entrepreneurs in a vast variety of industries that can hopefully provide some genuine encouragement for young entrepreneurs as they deal with the challenges of being an entrepreneur. TycoonVista.com hosts also not only the podcast, but additional information for young entrepreneurs. To find out more, go to TycoonVista.com today. Now back to the show. All right, we are back and we're cleaning close here, cooling close to the ending scenes of the movie. Uh, now, I was a little... There's a plot hole for me when Bender escaped in the closet because he comes back, falls through the second floor of the library. So I don't know if he's a Spider-Man or exactly how that happened. And the, the fact that Vernon doesn't see a hole in the roof, I don't... Yeah, right? He comes yeah. back in and asks what that ruckus was. Yeah. Wait, and he don't even see a hole. But you know what? It's though, obviously, obviously, movie. <laughs> obviously, he's right. a little obtuse, though. And then the whole joke is that he walks out of the room and he's got the toilet, toilet paper. Yeah. He's clearly yeah. a little bit not all there. So yeah. I don't know that he's always... You know, paying attention to his surroundings. Mm-hmm. And then an- another very um, wouldn't work today scene with Claire and uh, uh, Bender, uh, which I'm not really sure what he did under her skirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's like underneath the table. <laughs> yeah. At least we know uh, he, he was staring. Smelling, or yeah. he went closer and the scene <laughs> cut out. Uh, that scene is not shown on local cable. But <laughs> if you have. Good way the, to put it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. The DVD the version. Yeah, the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, right after, and as we're watching as he goes by, Bender grabs his weed back from Brian. He goes back to the smoke. Claire's the first one to go back to him. Exactly. You know, after he just again like violated. Again, her, playing you know? on his. Old stereotypes of yeah. how you can treat a woman. 
<laughs> which is not yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I guess it just amazes me, kind of, that, like, in this movie, that they would think it's, like, almost acceptable, almost, for a girl to, like, all right, this guy just did this to me, but, you know what, I'm still going to follow him anyway. Still going to be into him enough to go walk after him, mm -hmm. which would not happen today. Yeah. At all. And then, well, I think they just all, you know. Yeah, now they're all following. Succumb to peer pressure. So, actually, by the way, does Allison ever walk back there? I don't think they ever show her. No. They, they show him sitting in a circle later on, but they never show him back It was there a deleted anything. scene. Allison actually starts playing music in the, in the music. Why did they have a music in the, the library? piano? Or whatever. No, like, they had, like, a music studio in a library. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I was like, there's no sense. I don't know. This, this oh. library is massive. She actually, wow. no, she didn't go and play music. She went and started singing. So she started singing a song in the music room. Really? That's oh. why she's not smoking weed. Which Interesting. is a, a unknown fact, but I'm adding it now. But yeah, yeah. I was no, um I'm glad it got cut. <laughs> because what she sings doesn't make any sense. Um well so this is the beginning though, where you start to see how they all act after smoking. You're right though, so I think you brought it up earlier where Claire Right once they start smoking, she just talks about how popular she is. Yeah, I think and that's the first. This I think that's the first thing she says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know how popular I am? Yeah, I but <laughs> showing some personality for the first. Time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever. Well, if I did smoke, weed. I don't never. Ever, <laughs> <laughs> I've never ever been that loose right after. I don't know. Yeah, I know. These are some lightweights here. <laughs> just say. Um, it is weird. The hot box. Say, there you go. There, you're right. This yeah. is where the window because there was a hot box. Oh yeah. So yeah. In a foreign language room. In foreign language. Yeah. What is he doing in there? And thinking about stuff. The yeah. He just has all this energy. Yeah, and then he breaks it. How, how the hell did he break the glass? He just. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's funny yeah. because he uses a different name compared to his family too. At the same time, for this movie. This is this is where the start was for Emilio Estevez mm -hmm. starting oh. using his different name. Yeah, compared to his brothers. Not, not called like Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Although, doing crimes over bookshelves though, can we discuss? Um, <laughs> yeah, he just I'll, goes crazy. Although he's punching air. Air punches. Yeah, everyone's laughing, having a good time. I wasn't like, parkour. Doing, is he? Yeah, actually, that's what he's doing. He's doing parkour. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> air punches and parkour. That's basically Emilio Estevez. Other than breaking a glass by screaming. Yeah. Just so amped. I don't want to... One of the things that was confusing for me was... Well, actually, what you just brought up was with Emilio Estevez. Why did he change from Sheen to... Estevez apparently was his father's real last name. Correct. He but, never... But Emilio his father never changed, changed the name to Sheen. Yeah, his father did... Yeah. Emilio never did because he liked the E to E. Emilio Estevez. Yeah. He liked it. He's like, why should I change from something that it sounds actually, nice? It actually you know, flows. And yeah. 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 Well, he was acting from a young age, too. True. And his father had was like, okay, he's got the chops. Mm -hmm. He just stuck with it. And he, he decided himself that it was like, you know what? I'm using... They give a name. The, my given name, yeah. like that's mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do. Um, sure. The the weed portion after they're smoking weed and they seem to be relaxed and and very 
you know, open, open with each other. It actually then runs into getting very, very serious again, and you kind of finally get an idea of why all the characters are the way they are. We get, um, you start to learn oh, a little is, about their is, background and what happened. And, and this and is why we find out why Brian is there. This is why we find yeah. Elsa is out why there. Which Elsa is not there for any specific reason, no. obviously. Yeah. Do we ever, by the way, find out why Bender's there? I, don't I assumed know. that he just got detention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he got detention for like the previous week for seeing the same thing he did about uh, the whole uh, raiding the yeah. Uh, yeah. And closet. Well, an unknown fact about that whole scene was it was not in the script. It was all ad libbed. Yes, I did know that. What that. was the whole? Uh, uh, why you? Why were you here? Why were you here? Yeah, yeah. nice. They all ad libbed. So they all just improvised. Yep. And added in it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So he taped the guys' buns together. Was uh, the first thing that first came thing to his mind. Yeah. Maybe he did it in real life. <laughs> um, it was cool though on that scene where he, that's what he said. He taped the buns together, and then Brian goes, "Oh, I know that guy. He's a friend of mine." <laughs> <laughs> I don't but this actually brings into an aspect, a uh, very serious thing that we still deal with this to this day about, you know, bringing a gun into school, which is what yeah. Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian came into. Flare which, <laughs> ended, yes, you know, we can laugh about in the end because it ended up being a flare gun that went off in his, his yeah. locker, which is why the whole thing burned down, which is why he got detention. But in the first place is that he brought a gun into school because he felt he needed to, which is... Something that kids these days still feel like they need to, which is an unfortunate thing. That was his grades, and it brings back to his home life, which is perfect. And he's not the most popular kid, so yeah, and it's a sad thing. It's just like, and he really felt fit that stereotype, and it's it was. I'm kind of glad that part was in the movie because yes, a hundred percent, it gave the movie some weight to it that I'm not sure would have had if it wasn't in the movie. Correct. Um, I agree. And then, I mean, he's starting to talk about um, how he can never have an F. Like only A's with his family. And then correct. he got an F because yeah. the project itself would end up burning and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That was, yeah. The, yeah, that was the project was the exactly. was burned down. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's how he got the F and the family was like, the light wouldn't come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, well, I remember Bender, you know, getting, getting on him about that because... You know, why did you think it would? Why do you think shop was easy? Yeah, right. So exactly, yeah. why do you think shop's easy? Right, and yeah. maybe that's one of the classes that even better kids that are picked on yeah. still have their own preconceived, you know, thoughts as to yeah. you know what is cool, and what isn't. Yeah, well, what's could, easy, what isn't, what is you know. He could have took home ec. Yeah, he could. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, although maybe they had rules where the guys had to do shop and the girls had to do home ec. Uh, very true. I don't know, it's the 80s, but... Uh, yeah, no, nowadays you have to take both. Well, yeah. that is 80s, and nowadays it's not the same where yeah. everyone is supposed to be able to take both. Or yeah. is forced to take both. Okay. Well, that's forced good. to take yeah, both. I, yeah, that's very good. Uh, hey, um, so right before, though, Brian starts talking about that, yeah. um, and Andy, or Andrew, starts talking about how, like we said, he had to take the buns together, but at the same time, it's, he's talking about his dad, how he says you have to win, or you're first, or you're nothing, or it's... Just win, 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 win all the time. And he's feeling that pressure as well from his parents. Basically, uh, something his dad didn't say that a lot of people I hear from nowadays is like, if you come in second place, you're first last place. Yeah. You know? You're the yeah. first loser, basically. You're the first loser. Yeah. And that's kind of like the mentality that he was given in this context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And that's interesting because it brings everyone together again. Um, because once he says that, there's a pause, and Bender goes, your dad and my dad should go hang out this time. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly when that right. happened. Yeah, we right. have more so things in common than we know. Yeah, like the first common threads between these kids, and every time they open up to each other, they realize it more and more, and uh, I guess that's what happened when you put all these kids together mm. in a room for nine yep. hours, and you leave to their own devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the first time I truly felt a, like, holy crap, like, the camaraderie, the camaraderie yeah. between any of them was when Bender made that comment. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, like there was still a lot of divisiveness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Until that point, yeah, you finally like, holy crap, maybe, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, I do, I do. I uh, the relationship that happened between eventually is, is started building between Andrew and Allison. I love a lot more than the Bender-Claire relationship just because of all the stuff we've already talked about with Bender and Claire. And the fact that Allison, you know, was defensive, yeah. but then Andrew started asking her questions about, hey, how are you? Like, um, why, you know, talk to me. I think she was like, wow, somebody actually does act like they care. Yeah, she just felt good that she's finally getting some attention. Someone, someone's yeah. actually asking questions about her and, like, she actually can respond to it's like, oh, genuine. I feel this way, or it's not yeah, like right. no one's ever asked me a question about how I feel. It's like, it doesn't matter if the response, it's more about the fact that she can respond to that question. Yeah. Someone gave her, yeah, a window to use her voice. Correct. Yeah. Which um, is what you look for with the entire movie with her up until lunchtime. Yeah. Someone actually asked her a question. Yeah. She had a reason to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess going with that too, we get to the scene where she talks about all the Guys, she said sex with, excluding her shrink and all that. Yeah, that whole um, scene of like, yeah. which is just crazy because you don't know her character, I guess, fully yet, and she's just talking about so this. You kind of like believe it. It is for like, yeah, you believe it for like a little bit, and yeah. then, um, but then it gets Claire to talk about hers. You know what I mean? So I don't know if inventor. So it could have been like her poking. Claire's buttons trying to like say yeah us already unintentionally so, yeah, yeah. 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 I, was I, about that I love that part right I don't know <laughs> yeah. kind of like, like Bender kind of wanted to make it look that way yeah. like where she had the opportunity to do it and like you know she takes it as herself but at the same time she brings it as an opportunity to like poke yeah. holes in other people that can say yeah, yeah. Right. just to like not like poke holes to be like haha you know it's more like hey yeah. open up type deal and say yeah she's a false liar so she was yeah, she yeah. was doing the same thing Bender was doing, just right. in a different way. But I think kinda. at that point in time, her personality came out a little bit where she was like, all right, maybe I can actually be myself a little bit more. And I think that's where I came from. That's where mm. she became a different person within the film itself, where she wasn't the person who was like, oh, I drink vodka all the time and I yeah. screw these people. <laughs> it was kind of became a point where yeah. it was like, it's just... Not true. Yeah, yeah. Totally Very true. Yes. Very true. And then I think what after that, towards the ending, Brian even asks, he's like, "Come Monday, are we going to be friends? Like, right. who's going to be friends come Monday?" Yeah, like where did this come from? Yeah, and which and, that's a big part of the that's movie a huge movie. part of the movie. Personally. Yeah, I agree. And, and for me, my thought on that is no. I don't. They all say no. Basically, I think they all kind of yeah. Yeah, because well, Allison kind of feels like she has no one almost. Type right. Of feeling correct. She's the one that it says it doesn't say no, but yeah. she doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's an unspoken bond. Yes. Weirdly. Yeah. yeah. They're connected now. They won't ever forget each other, but kind, right. 
Come Monday. Come Monday. They're all back in their little separate You're areas. You're in your clicks and interact. you had to, you know, stay in those. Which, which how it is. That's how it is. Just, yeah, it, 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 it's not accept. It's not saying that's an acceptable or unacceptable yeah. way. It's kind of like the easiest way to go about it at that juncture. Surviving high school. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know in, in general how it is today because I've been far removed from high school. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, I mean, I mean, I'm about. We uh, should ask. There's, there's maybe, maybe two people here. Maybe we should six ask. years yeah. out right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. I'd hope it'd be different because I think it is. Yeah, this brings up so. a lot I mean, of yeah, this is, this is a about high school. This is like the extreme version of what yeah. yeah. are. And I think that's why they did it to point. show it yeah. in this movie. You it's know what I mean? This is how it was when I was in school. I'm not even kidding. It's probably how it was when Isaac was in school too. It was the same time. I was, I think there were definitely like some type of like clicks and all that stuff, yeah, but it was a little groups. bit, I definitely feel it's a little bit more mixed in at certain times than always. Um, cause I don't, I don't, the biggest example for me is, and it's my younger brothers, obviously. So with them, they're these, just for everyone, it, they're, they were middle linebackers on the football team. One of them was dating the cheerleader. It was like your classic football player, cheerleader, prom oh, yeah. king, prom queen type of, type of stuff. But... They had a lot of friends because they would go out and try to make friendships and make have empathy and talk uh, to everyone in the school. It was kind of cool seeing them to be friends with everyone. Obviously, it kind of goes in the popular click, but at the same time, I don't think anyone really felt it, right? So anyone kind of talking to them felt like, you know what, I'm just talking to a normal human being and stuff like that. Yeah, your brothers yeah. don't seem like the normal, you know. I was going to say, they're the, they are the anomaly and otherwise, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I definitely 100% feel that. I think everyone talks to everybody to an extent, but... You're, yeah. you're also, the whole point of this is there. you are becoming who you are as an adult in, in these years. They're formative, you're, you're awkward, you don't know how to talk to people necessarily. So yeah, you form these groups where you feel safe, where you feel comfortable, you stay in your lane. And uh, I think that's where a lot of things develop within the separation of cliques. Mm-hmm. And you just said the line, staying in your lane. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing a lot of people do. Is they stay in their lane and they never get out of it. They never right, get out of it. Yeah. Grow. yeah, that's one and, of the. But it's, yeah. that's you not. But that's but that's not on them at the same time. <laughs> it's the opportunity that other people are going to allow them is that they don't allow them to get out of their own lane mm-hmm. and to grow. Right. Yeah, and that's a regret that I know I have from my high school days. So. Very true. Um, I'm sure we all could go through a lot of high school regrets, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For another podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the once the you know they they talk it out they the the two more most pivotal scenes is the Allison makeover. Uh, so Claire decides to hook Allison up and <laughs> remove all the black. I don't know where she found those clothes. Another right. pothole. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I, don't, I don't know where they came from. I have an issue with that scene at the, the same clothes? time. Well, she had the makeup. I don't know if she had the clothes. She had the makeup. But she had the makeup, but I don't know about the clothes. But I have an issue yeah. with that scene overall at the same time, too. Yeah. What? Well, my thing is, is that people try to portray themselves as who they are and being beautiful in their own way. Who's to say that Allison wasn't beautiful in the first place, how she was, compared to the the makeover that she had given to her. Like, maybe the makeover that she had given to her was not who she was, and it was just trying to be her, a fake person. Like a conformist. Conformist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, which I have I have a little bit sure. of a, you know, mm-hmm. 
I think that was another part of the times, though. You know what I mean? It, it is. It is. I agree. But at the same time, it still is kind of the, you know, comparison like, oh, to the contemporary part. Yeah. yeah. That, the, the girl that wears the all black and is weird. I didn't really see that until like the '90s. Definitely wasn't part of the '80s. Like the little like emo slash like punk yeah, the emo thing was not a thing. I have a lot of friends that were all about that, and they're all still very normal to this day. It's just yeah, yeah. back then it was considered abnormal. Oh, what is normal? Another point of the yeah. study. What is normal? Whatever your normal is, is your normal. Correct. Yeah, and they're in like the dance scene. Um, Claire was supposed to be the only one dancing, but. Allison started dancing because Claire felt... Was this all improvised as well, too? Yeah. Sort of, Interesting. yeah. yeah. Um, what, I guess, like, after... You see... What I thought was still funny, right? They all bonded and all that? Yeah. But Claire still asked Brian to write the essay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You're the well, smartest. You're going to ask the smart kid to write the essay, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes back into, like, the stereotype. Right back in. It does. It does. Yeah. Right, but this movie... Actually, I think it ends very appropriately that way. Yeah. If we could really, first of all, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this, but this movie is full circle, start to finish, because it opens up with him narrating about, you know, who are we? Yeah. You yeah. see us how you, you know, you think we are, mm-hmm. and I think it's so creative, and it immediately pulls you in after that Bowie quote. He starts narrating, mm-hmm. it's you see us how you think you are, and it says, you know, a princess, and it cuts to a scene in the in the movie where it's a prom poster, and then it says, you know, a jock, and it's his locker room, and then it's, you know. A basket case. It's the guidance office. Mm-hmm. I think that's so creative. It's so instantly it pulls you in, and then it comes full circle at the end because here he is again. He's narrating. He's you know he's giving you his basically the final thoughts of you know where we ended up with this essay. Yeah. Who are we? Mm-hmm. You know, he says he's a walrus at the beginning. Yeah, with the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. yeah. I always thought that was um, Emilio narrating at the beginning. No, it's, it's Brian. Brian. I know. It's like, it's, yeah, it's Anthony Michael Hall. I know. But the first times I saw this movie, I always thought it was Emilio Estevez narrating, which... Emilio! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Always then, threw me off, like, looking at, like, you know, references that we're all talking about about the movie. It's like, it's not quite the best way to go about that. Yeah. And then also how Allison, uh, uh, not Allison, I mean Claire, then... Oh, you've been terrible to me for nine hours, but I'm going to go and kiss you now. Bender. Well, how was she able to leave? And then, well, I thought that door was locked. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. I still have issues with that. That's yeah. just crazy. And then, yeah, yeah, Claire meets, after the whole dancing and smoking, Claire just meets Bender in the closet. Yeah. I think and it's part of the breaking of, you know... The and, divides. Yeah. It's, it's that I'm not a princess. You guys yeah. all think I am. You keep asking me all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not a prude, but I'm also not, you know, the, the yeah. slutty girl you think that I should be. Yeah. I'm not going to go for the jock at the end of the day. The weirdo's going to go for the jock at the end of the day, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And, uh. But so I also like in that I scene. I think it's just a device in the movie. I think it breaks down Bender's character. It's weird, but it's not. I think that breaks down <laughs> yeah. Bender's character it a little does. bit too because Claire asked. Someone him, like me would, you know, you, you want someone like me? Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah, Claire asked uh, Bender, though, like, did you really think that that wasn't impressive, putting the lipstick yeah. on, like, and she's like, no, well, you know what I mean, you just did it to push your buttons, like, a little bit, but yeah. really he was okay with it, you know what I mean? Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool, too, especially when they're talking there, it just kind of was, you were able to see Bender at least has, like, a some type of a heart right, <laughs> in there somewhere. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, it go in as we we talked about the ending and yeah. and, and the end credit scenes. Who, who do you who do you guys think one is um, the best uh, performance in this movie? So we know yours though, right? I believe it was Alex Sheedy because <laughs> which uh, is uh, Allison Allison for Correct. not speaking for thirty minutes, and uh, I felt that she really really killed her role. I thought she did a great job, but. I, I don't know what's where does everybody else land. So I think um, I think for me I, there's a lot of good. I mean I, I, the acting in here was really cool. It's really cool how well they played every stereotype. Um, I actually think the acting wise or the performance wise, I really liked Bender's character. I think for me it's just is. For I'm guessing because he was very good. He's a very good actor. And he wasn't a lot of stuff after. How do you get in the mind of someone like that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to be a certain method actor to do that. And then all the stuff you had to portray, like we said, his house at home, um, him trying to poke holes at everyone, um, <clears throat> all the different scenes he had to do. It seems like his character was like the most versatile throughout the whole thing. He had to do so many different things. So that's why I think Bender's character, for me, was probably the best performance of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's tough, because you do make some fair points um, yeah. that give me some pause. But <laughs> it's true. Finish she plays this observant role um, for a long time, and it shows with how her personality gets expressed over time. That being said, how do you not get completely impressed with Anthony Michael Hall after that scene where he, you know, tells his story and his piece, and he breaks down? It's yeah. very broad, and also hearing that it's ad-libbed in a sense. Yeah. Um, that that comes from a place that really it speaks to his ability to. Hold deep and just come up with something. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm forever impressed with that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that kind of sucks is that we are kind of looking at the acting skills of a lot of characters, you know, almost 20 years after it actually happened and making this kind of decision about yeah. which one we felt was best in this opportunity for them. Um, there's quite a few characters I think that did well. There's a few characters I felt that were that overacted, including <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Um, oh Yeah. Uh, so, the two characters I feel like that really hit the nail on the head, you know, I have to agree with Becca. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He did a very good job with what he did. And I also have to um, agree with Isaac, with Allison's character. Um, Ellie, uh, she, she did a very good job. However, I also have to throw out a little um, high five to the janitor. Yeah, uh, uh, I agree, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Like being in there for very little time, being able to just kind of go in there and do what he did for a little bit of time was very good. Um, um, I agree. So one of his quotes was, "He's the eyes and ears of the school," Christ. and you just never know like who's ever listening, and especially back yeah. back then. Yeah. And the so. the, um, the scene with Vernon. Was also ad libbed the fifty dollars. I want fifty dollars. Oh, yes, yes, it was. I did hear <laughs> about that effect, too. So, so. That's yeah. Vernon's face was that way because he was like, "What?" Someone would ask fifty dollars to blackmail to yeah. not blackmail someone nowadays. It's gonna be more like, a couple "Oh yeah, yeah. Or it was like, um, give me five hundred bucks." Yeah, that's basically what it would be. The case. <laughs> so, um, but that's kind of how I felt about the acting in the movie. Overall, it was good. I'm not gonna say it was bad. Yeah, I just felt like there's a couple characters that obviously that have very bang-on job, a couple of characters that did well, but at the same time I thought it was a little overacting. 
Yeah. That's the beauty of ad lib, though. Like when you're going off the cuff and you're you're doing improv a little bit almost. It kind of looks like overacting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that brings us to close to the end. Uh, Unknown movie facts. I'm gonna go through an order. So I I have a couple to add into myself. Oh yeah, please please interject. Uh, if I don't hit ones that you've not heard yet. Uh, the scene in which all of the characters sit in a circle was not scripted, as we mentioned already. Uh, director John Hughes told them all to ad-lib. The movie was initially conceived as a franchise starter, with subsequent entries checking in on the characters. Could you imagine? Could you, yeah, that would crazy. not be the same. That's doing a sequel to any, like... Mm. Actually, uh, that, uh, little sidebar... Do you depending? Do you think the two couples stayed together? Oh hell no! Uh, no. Hell no! <laughs> how long do you think they last? Like how a much week? You want to bet or was it that day? A semester. A semester. Okay. It's semester. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I definitely think uh, Allison's and Andrew's probably stayed to get together longer than Claire. Oh, Correct, hundred percent. Yes. That was the one that would stay long, yeah. together the longest. Yeah. Between the two, however, I don't think the two lasted. Actually, I don't know. So yeah, Andrew and Allison, I can see Allison and Andrew could last together. beyond yeah. school and like actually go first. Yeah, sure. However, the bender. No, no, I do not see that. That, that mm-hmm. quick fling type of. There's like too that. much outside that's political kind of perspective mm-hmm. that would have too much of an issue mm-hmm. on it that would not allow. But do you last. think that she kissed him at the end of the movie in front of the car to get a rise out of her parents? Yes, yeah. that's yeah. my main point. That's, Absolutely, yeah. that's I my think, main I think that's her. She's not this pretty mm-hmm. perfect person. Nope. It's all the whole mm. the whole point of this and the way they the they ask her all the wrong questions is all yeah. I can say yeah. throughout the throughout the entire thing when they're adding well, their questions yeah. to her. Well, even when she went in the closet, he said, uh, "I would be excellent in that capacity yeah. of being a rabble rouser." To oh yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah, yeah. true. Absolutely. Uh, another other facts. Uh, there was a dream sequence with Allison. Uh, imagining Andrew as a gluttonous Viking, Bender as a prisoner, Claire as a bride, and Brian as an astronaut, and she was a vampire, but it was cut from the vinyl version, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, holy. Uh, Kyle the janitor was Shermer's High's Man of the Year. He had more of lines in the movie where he had a backstory that he got hurt playing sports in college or something. And, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, and... The, yeah, somehow he ends up as janitor. Poor guy. <laughs> Don't peek in high school. Uh, Rick Moranis was originally cast as the janitor. Yep. But was replaced due to creative differences. He wanted to do a Russian stereotype. I'm glad that was also... Yeah, I kind of am glad that he was not <laughs> in it in the end. The film was rehearsed in a manner more similar to that of stage plays, and the film was shot in sequence, which is very important because most films are not shot in sequence That is days. correct. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's why the clocks are right on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emilio Estevez was slated to be Bender, but Hughes couldn't find anyone else to be Andrew. So Estevez became Andrew, and Bender was uh, given to Judd Nelson after um, a couple of other candidates were yeah. considered. Okay. What were you going to say? No, no, after they were casted to do something else, possibly. Yeah. John Cusack was one of the candidates that was considered oh, as Bender. Oh, interesting. Um, as well as Nicolas Cage. I'm yes. not sure how the movie would have been different. Now, I'm glad two. the way it, it came out the yeah. way yeah, it did for yeah. the actor's purpose, but some of the scenes may be a little different. 
Similarly, Molly Ringwald was asked to play Allison, but Claire, um, but she wanted to be Claire. Uh, Hughes eventually let her have the Claire role. Anthony Michael Hall's mother and sister in the beginning of the movie were his real mother and sister. Oh, yes, I really? didn't know about that, uh, which is funny. Um, so please. <laughs> Uh, like a number of Hughes movies, including Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, National Lampoon's Vacation, all were set in Shermer, Illinois. Yep. In in the Ferris Bueller Day Off high school, it's the same high school. There's not a lot. It's the same big libraries in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Judd Nelson was the oldest cast member. It's went at twenty six. Um, Nelson stayed in character off-camera, so he's a method actor. Really? He bullied Molly Ringwald the entire time and was almost dropped from the movie. Because of it. Yep. John Hughes... You, you saw that they did another movie together, too. Like, St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. It's part of the, the Brat Pack. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't Molly Ringwald. That, that, that was Ali uh, Sheedy. Ali Sheedy was... Um, had an opportunity to be in Top Gun... She was going to be the female lead in Top Gun, but she turned it down. Probably wasn't the smartest decision. That's <laughs> well, that's well noted that she turned that movie down. Yeah, really. And her career has never really been the same. Um, in more recent shows, however, um, you had both um, Anthony Michael Hall and you had Ali Sheedy that were in Riverdale, I believe it was. Are they? Yeah. Oh yeah, they are in Riverdale. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Are they parents or something? I believe so. Uh, both of them and uh, another character. Uh, it's not Judd Nelson. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't. I don't have it on here, but I, I did see that. Yeah, I was looking up uh, what um, characters were doing in recent I got days. Three more good ones. Hughes wrote the screenplay screenplay in two days on July fourth and fifth. He must have been bored. <laughs> on July 4th? July 4th and 5th. He wrote that in nothing two days. Yeah, nothing at all. Damn. The David Bowie quote at the beginning of the movie is pulled from the song Changes. It can be found on the 1971 album Hunky Dory. Ali Sheedy suggested the quote to John Hughes, who liked it and included it in the opening. Nice. Uh, Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall dated for a while after the movie. Really? Uh, that's yeah. right. And... Both Billy Idol and Brian Ferry turned down offers to record Don't You Forget About Me. The song was offered to Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders, who declined, but did suggest they offer it to her then-husband, Jim Kerr of Simple Minds. Who did actually record it. Yep. Yes. And I that's think that what I have obviously pivotal. Oh, to this. Yep. It is... Anyone who ever hears a song to this day will know yeah. where it came from. Exactly. Like, yes. that's, it's one of those things that just... Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys had some movie facts or no? Uh, I, I don't agree. Did I hit them all? I I so, anyone who watches uh, mainstream media, I mean, not mainstream media, uh, mainstream shows these days, you know, there's always references to old shows, old things, stuff like that. There's a good reference to, actually, Breakfast Club, pilot episode of the show Community. Okay. Uh, anyone ever watch that at all? Or? Yeah, Joe yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Community. Yeah, Community's a good show. Daniel, Daniel Pudi actually does the whole Bender 
scene itself, talking about his dad. Yeah. Like, spoke with Johnny. Like, he does yeah. the whole thing uh, uh, in the show okay. and references. are like, oh, this is like Breakfast Club. And then later on in the episode, he's like, oh, this is definitely not like Breakfast Club. <laughs> like, he does the whole, like, they do in and out of it. Yeah. And it happened, like, not much after uh, he was had away, passed away. Yeah. So it was a very cool kind of, mm. like, nod to mm. his type of uh, movie fanfare. Mm. You know, oh, it, it is. Well, I was say it is cool how often Breakfast Club is like referenced in yeah. like everything. I would love to know like the count on like how many times. How many times? Yeah. It's interesting because yeah. there's a lot of um, a lot of people want to reference Breakfast Club with different things that happen in shows and movies and like how they set stuff up, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like how they throw like different kinds of people together. Which you know it's cool because you know we all reference Breakfast Club because that's the first thing we think of. It has happened many many times before that in like Shakespeare and stuff like that. Yeah. But in the best aspect of current knowledge of how we think of things, mm. John Hughes Breakfast Club is pretty much Well yeah. And and that actually reminds me I, I missed one fact that uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character, John Hughes, picks him up as the father. So he actually makes a cameo in the movie. Ah. Would you consider this John Hughes' best movie? No, it's a tough one. I'm a I'm a huge lover of Uncle Buck. I just love. <laughs> That's Uncle a great movie Buck. too. But I know I can get behind anybody else that gives me a, a better movie. Um, Without going over those his other movies like we are doing with this one, mm. I can't say yay or nay. Okay. I mean, Ferris Bueller, Home Alone. Mm. National Lampoon. National like, Lampoon. Yeah, Come on. That is one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. It's is so, it his so best iconic. movie? Yeah. There's... Gosh. He, he had a, an It's funny because I would love to say this is his most referenced movie, but at the same time, it's nice. Christmas va- Vacation gets yeah. referenced all the time, too. So, so <laughs> it's it's tough to call. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Yes. 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 That too. Another movie with a lot of things that would not work. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, the 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 king of that is sixteen candles. Yes. He yep. actually wanted this to be the first movie, but the uh, they decided the the studio decided to do sixteen candles first over this movie, um, which is another unknown fact, but fact. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think we got it. Does anybody else have anything else they want to say about the movie? Don't yeah. you forget about me. Okay. <laughs> we won't. We're not well, forget about you. Thank you so much for having us on too. Oh, no, it's <laughs> fun. Especially just the first one. Yeah, first one. It's all about fun. Talk about movies Talk that about we like, movies. enjoy, and see uh, different um, perspective that we can pull out of it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we won't be canceled. That's <laughs> <laughs> all to you. And uh, we'll be back with uh, another film and some candidates, but we'll see which one. Which one we pick? Uh, but this was a double entendre film uh, podcast for film geeks, and we are we're out of here. We'll see you. We'll see y'all soon. Do you want to leave some uh, tidbits out for maybe a possible future podcast movie? Uh, I do have a I do have a thought. Um, uh, Throw it out there for people to maybe hear. Yeah, I mean it. It, it does involve. Uh, it involves a, a person. Um, uh, it involves a lot of dancing. Uh, and uh, and always 
be remem always remember never to put baby in a corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly what it was. As soon as you said, it's like, includes a person involved in the acting, they're about to say something else, and it's just like baby in the corner, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what else. Uh, yeah. So that 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 definitely is a is a likely candidate for episode two. Already. All right. Already. All right, people. You guys have a great night.